I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, for the first time ever on the Online Darts podcast, a very warm welcome from Milton Keynes. I don't know. You can. I don't know if you can hear this background noise in the hotel room that I'm recording at. At uh, one of the many, many Premier Inns in here. Everything's Premier, but the price, as uh, Sir Lenny Henry's always said. To us. <laughs> uh, but uh, but uh, first, so... and, first and late, isn't it? What was that? Sorry, first and late, isn't it? I mean, I wasn't going to try and give out the place where we are, but yes, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks very much. Yes, good evening, everybody. Uh, a very warm welcome to an on-the-road edition, for well, for one of us at least anyway, uh, of the Online Darts podcast. Obviously, the only daily podcast still giving you insight, debate, analysis, reaction, everything that you can think of from the Premier League of Darts. And the story tonight is that, uh, well... What I'm not really a surprise. Michael Van Gerwen has officially qualified now. He is into the finals night. He's the first player in there, and two players, Gary Anderson and James Wade, will not be there at finals night. We are down uh, to another five players bidding for three places, and we will come on to everything involved in it. Jonathan, alongside you to talk some darts uh, with you over the next uh, hour or so of your life. And to do that with us, we've got Cam McFarlane and Luke Pickering. Cam, we'll come to you shortly uh, because you're going to be coming down here tomorrow. We will talk about that in a moment. Uh, but Luke, first of all, very well, welcome back, friend. Hope you are doing okay. Your your thoughts on what has happened tonight? Because it, it was it was a it was just a, it was weird because there were some really good performances in there, but it just felt like a bit of a meh night if you want me to be brutally honest but obviously the big story that for the eighth time in nine years van gerwin is in finals night yeah you know we're building up to crescendo now we've only got two nights left so you thought night 14 things were going to happen and they have happened tonight we've seen van gerwin has qualified weird as unfortunately fallen to the wayside and so is gary anderson so there was some some big stories but you know we're, we're building up the next two nights are going to be the critical ones Again, nice to see Van Gerwen back to some imperious form. He did look good tonight. He dismissed Anderson quite easily. But 
I think the, the biggest story is that Wade and both, uh, both Wade and Anderson now cannot qualify. So the last two nights are just freebies. They can go in there, play for the crowd and, and just play for entertainment. So it gives them a little bit of a chance to just demo it against some of the best players in the world. But yeah, MVG, what can you say other than people keep writing him off too early? Me included, he still has the he still has the form and he's still got the potentials. He's, he's proved himself once again and, and he's going to be there for final night. Do you know what, actually, Cam? I was going to come and talk to you about um, tomorrow and about you coming down here to MK, but we can we can hold that fire for now because Luke makes a really good point there, I think, that we, loads of people, myself included, Gob and Lee as well, on that finals night, uh, that final night of the first block of uh, Premier League action on night nine, once uh, Judgment Night became night nine, um, said at the time that it was difficult to see how MVG finishes in the top four. He's definitely going to be in that, and you know, he's looked imperious. Four wins from five has got him there. And he did it tonight. It wasn't like a massively ridiculous average. I mean, he only hit two maxes. He hit an average of 98, and he was 8 and 19 on the checkouts tonight. And a lot of them were just when he missed inside on about, there was a couple of legs where he missed inside about five or six times. But it was just, it, it, it was just that sort of imperious of just like, oh, he's, he's, he's 184. And it was just expected. And it was just something that really performed well for MBG. And now, as we say, he's there. He, he, he will be on Friday night bidding for his sixth Premier League crown. Um, yes, OK, he's, he's, he's secured his spot on Friday. I'm not sure it was Imperius tonight. I'm not sure it was the MBG that we've seen on and off throughout this Premier League. Yes, we've seen him... Back to that night, not follow up ton plus averages, and the day after he performed poorly, and he performed fairly poorly against Nathan Asmol, but Nath did what he had to do to beat him last night. Tonight, I expect him to bounce back and do what he's done every other time throughout the tournament with a quality ton plus. I don't think he did that tonight, and I don't think there was anything massively impressive about it. The only thing impressive is the fact that he's wrapped up the spot in finals night. But if Gary had played like he did the night before, MVG could have been on, on the other side of an absolute hiding. I, 98 and 40% of your doubles. You don't expect that to get the job done against Gary Anderson. I think it was a little bit... He's got away with one tonight a little bit. And fair play to him, he's qualified. He's the first guy guaranteed in the next round and he's done that that's all all done but I don't think tonight was the performance that's going to scare anybody well this is what I was going to come on to Luke because Ando did it was a noticeable drop from averaging 107 104 107 over the last three nights of action in the Premier League he's then gone and averaged 95 tonight he's only hit one max he just there were too many loose darts for me for Ando. But I was saying to Phil in the press room when he came back and started watching the game that it felt that MVG, that both of them, it felt like, in particular, were over-pitching a lot. They were going at it, at the, at the treble, far too high. It just wasn't sticking there. Eventually, it happened for MVG because he, he, he reeled off at four legs in 55 darts, which is not a bad going. You know, back-to-back -back 50 checkouts, so one of them an 11, uh, then the 76, and then another 15 data where he got uh, 116 points to, to go 6-4, to see go it was 6-3 uh, uh, up. That, obviously, that 55-dart spell changed the game. But Anderson, to me, tonight, 
there wasn't there just wasn't a spark there, which is weird, isn't it? Against against the Green Machine because that's his biggest rival, or supposedly at least. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you th- you think back to the games that we've seen over the past few years, and they're rattling off one seventy checkouts, one eighty for fun against each other. When they're both flowing at an in full flow, Anderson's grouping is absolutely spot on. But tonight, I don't think it was there. You see that they're a lot more splayed, especially if you compare it to Vandenberg, who I think is probably the best at grouping right now. Anderson's just a little bit all over the place. I do think it'll come, and I think it's still, although he wouldn't want it to be, it's still a building process. You know, we're still just wanting to see him get back to the form of, of 2016, 17, 18. So it is coming, and the, and the consistency of it from this Premier League has been better, I think, than the last sort of one to two years for Garrison. So he has improved. But as you say, there wasn't a lot of spark there. He didn't put up too much resistance against Van Gogh, which isn't what you expect from him. But the Premier League, to be honest, hasn't been his greatest campaign finishing, possibly seventh or eighth. So it's one of them that he's going to have to take on the chin. But tonight's performance definitely wasn't his finest hour. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Cam, give me one second and I will come to you about Gando in a moment. I just want to play the MVG clip, actually, from uh, from his interview that we did uh, with him at the press conference. So let's hear from Michael Van Gogh, who talks about the fact that he didn't know at the time that he qualified but he talked about how any competition that he was entering, it means he's got to go and try and win it. Michael, many congratulations. Big two points as you top the table again. Must be over the moon. after that. Yeah, it was really important, this one. Uh, we all could see how much it, it meant to me. Uh, it means a lot to me. But from here on, I can work further in the tournament. And I feel good. But there's still more to come, man. Uh, with the crowd, everything, it's a little bit... Uh, you need to get used to it again, and uh, I feel good, but it's still a little bit weird. March the 12th in Liverpool was the last time we had anything like this, a long, long time. Last night when you were walking up those steps, what did that feel like again? Yeah, goosebumps, that's the only thing I can say. The, the crowd's been phenomenal so far, and uh, I hope they keep enjoying, because this is what darts is about, about enjoying themselves. We are performing on the stage, there's darts. And I, I know I, I've been under pressure in the last months, but from here on, I only can look to the bright side. Yeah, uh, of course. But uh, when, when you give a player like Nathan Espo a little bit of breath, he's going to take advantage of that. And that's exactly what happened. And I, I, I should be no better than that, but unfortunately, uh, things like that happen. Gary Anderson tonight, man that always plays yeah, of course, it's always nice to beat him, especially when, when he gets wind up, because then I know I went under the skin, and that's when you win the games for, and you need to win your games. If you want to win this title, you shouldn't have no mercy with anyone. If you was going to win this, does this mean more than the other Premier League's in of what's happened in the last Just another tournament, mate. You know what I'm like. It's, uh, in things like that, I'm a robot, because I don't care what title is, any competition I'm entering, I want to win, simple as that, and whatever I have to do for it, of course, doesn't always work my way, but I've got an end goal, and that's really important. Jose D'Souza tomorrow, he said tonight the pressure's going to be on you when, he, when you play him tomorrow, and yeah. you're going to have to play better to beat him, do you agree? Yeah, the pressure will be on my shoulders right away. If this works out my way, I'm qualified for the semi-final, and he's not. So he, he needs to make sure I'm uh, uh, I'm not going to better him like I did last game. Okay. You're welcome. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit, but I was trying too hard last night, definitely, but uh, that doesn't say that's okay. I need to just need to get used to it again, and but I feel good, I feel comfortable, and from here on, I think it can work further in the tournament.
the table without always being the brilliant best. Is that one of the best? Yeah, that, uh, could you imagine if I was playing my A game constantly? But that's not the case at the moment, and you need to be realistic to yourself and uh, face the facts. And uh, that's exactly what I do. The only thing I have to do is need to make sure I have a good night rest tonight and make sure I'm there tomorrow night. Yeah, but what can you wish more? This being phenomenal, this has been uh, good for us, good for sport overall, but also for the dark place, for the fans. It's time we can give something back as well. I can hear me, sorry. Yeah, of course, because we had to deal with no crowds for so many months and we don't want to get used to it, but unfortunately uh, that's the case and you need to get used to it, but overall I know there's more to go for, I know I still have to work hard, but gradually I'm getting there. Do you feel like you just two games left in a good position, get the points on the board and use the momentum from those last two games? Yeah, of course, that's what you have to do. You need to get your confidence, you need to put the pressure on the other people because if you do that, you're one, one step ahead and that's why I like to, to keep doing constantly. So there's the MBG interview there. Obviously, he is the first player into the top four. But before we were talking about that interview and before we played that interview, uh, Cam, we were talking about Gary because... He's got an opportunity here tomorrow night. I mean, obviously, he's got Wadey on uh, on Thursday, which literally is the most pointless game I've ever seen. But apart from maybe Rob Cross against Glenn Durant. I was going to say, it's at that stage. It's judgment-ish night again, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> <laughs> but tomorrow, he's got a massive chance to play spoiler against Nathan Aspinall, who will still harbour hopes, potentially, of finishing top of the league. So is he still, there is still something to play for for Gando tomorrow night. There's a reason you've come to me right now, isn't there? Yeah. Because, oh, who can he play spoiler again? So, yeah, that's why you've come to me. My boy, Nathan Aspinall. Um, yes, he's in a real good position now where there is no pressure whatsoever. And when there is no pressure on Gary Anderson's throw... Is there any throw in the world you want other than his when there's nothing to make him a little bit jittery? Because it's so smooth and it's so nice. Um, you've just you lose, maybe? You've completely... Yeah, well, yeah. They're the mm. two, aren't they? Like, those yeah. two. Like, you watch Adrian Lewis when he picked up that dart off the floor and threw it into the double eight for the one two. Six or whatever it was that he hit, or one two eight. One three six. Like, I think it might be one three six. One yeah, three six. Like sorry, yeah, something whatever like it was. Yeah. yeah, when you can just do that as smooth as that. Gary's the same. And yeah, you've worried me a little bit now ahead of tomorrow night when I'm coming down, and if nothing else, Nathan Aspinall is getting the support tomorrow night, and if it's just from me, he's getting it just from me. But yeah, a Gary Anderson that can just play with freedom. Is a worry, a massive worry. Well, this is what we'll come on to. So, Michael Van Gerwen obviously wins 8-4. It sends Gary Anderson out, but it also sends James Wade out. But, Luke, he did play spoiler tonight. 7-5 up was Nathan Aspinall. Had a chance at the match, did Nathan Aspinall. Had a dart for a double 16 for the match. But that was the last time he got a double because Wade then took it out on tops. 
and then managed to uh, for a seven six and then got double eight for a fourteen after to earn a point, which at the time kept him clinging on like by like scar, uh, you know, and uh, Mufasa kind of things in the line <laughs> kick. Uh, but uh, scar in that case, MVG just kicked him off and into uh, and into the stampede. Um, this is a big moment for Ash because it loses him top spot, but. I want to talk about the fact that it seems like, and Cam alluded to it there, it seems like he's the new fan favourite in Milton Keynes this week. Yeah, no, I can com- I can completely understand how he's become the fan favourite. You know, he's not a household name, like the likes of Ga- uh, the likes of Gary Anderson or Van Barneveld, but he's slowly becoming one because of the the way he gives off the energy to the crowd. And uh, and we, we see a lot of personality, especially in comparison to someone like James Wade, who really didn't give a lot to the crowd. So he's done well and Again, having the crowd on side is always going to be a good thing. We've seen what happens with Gerwin Price after the Grand Summer Darts. The booing really got to him. That was possibly Aspinall's big break at the World Championship when the crowd got on um, Gerwin Price's back. Aspinall took full advantage and went all the way to the semi-finals. So having the crowd on side might give him that extra 2 or 3%, but that could be the difference and possibly get him over the line to win the Premier League this year. Who knows? But I just can't believe it's the same Aspinall that a few weeks ago I would have wrote off his finishing in the bottom four. So he's done well to get here and he's fighting for a spot now in them playoffs. I think I think he's pretty much there. I mean, obviously, it's probably one more win will probably get him there and he will know what he needs if he can qualify for that top four tomorrow night, Cam, because James Wade, as we talked about Gary Anderson playing spoiler, James Wade can play spoiler again with a Dimitri Vandenberg, which we will come on to and discuss in a lot more detail shortly. But this is what we. This is a big thing as well for Wadey because he fell apart really. I thought in that last block of, of, of events, but just before the fans, and now he's he's now got a chance of playing spoiler as well. But it, 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 it's a, it's a, it was a freebie anyway, wasn't it for Encam? Because obviously we, he only got he only got in there because Gerwin Price tested positive for COVID, and now Nathan though you, you talked about it knows that basically one more win and the job's done. Well, that's the thing. James Wade had the best opportunity of probably anybody going into this Premier League in the fact that you couldn't have any less pressure on you than being the late replacement where you just... Everyone's expecting you to be a spoiler. Like, no one's expecting you to go and win it. And some weeks he's turned up where he's been the best James Wade and some weeks he's turned up where his head's not in it. And we know that is James Wade and we know that there are numerous reasons behind it that have happened a lot of the years and and he has numerous issues where you can't blame him for the fact that it doesn't always work for him because sometimes if his head's not in it, it doesn't happen and and there's reasons behind that and that is just what he has to deal with as a person and I'm never going to hold that against him but this was the best opportunity that you would ever have to go out there and win the Premier League another time. And he's not done. Whereas Nathan Aspinall now, I mean, we say he needs a win to get in there. A point will do it, won't it? We think so. I mean, we'll come yeah. onto the table well, a little bit more in detail. If Van Gerwen's there with 19 now, with a plus 20 leg difference, and... Aspinall also has a plus 20 leg difference. Surely a point would be enough, wouldn't it? It would be because obviously Dimitri yeah. Vandenberg and Johnny Clayton play each other and they both yeah. can't so get to a 19. Point will do so it for a him. point tomorrow night does it for him. 
Yeah, so, I mean, the ass, I think he's there anyway. Like, even if he doesn't get a point, I think he will get a point anyway. But we'll get onto that in a minute. He will. Somebody on the online darts team might have said at the start of this that not only was he in, but not, he wasn't in danger, like Luke might have said, but somebody might have said that he might go and win this event. Does I don't know who that was. Does anyone know who that might have been? <laughs> Moving swiftly on. I am not. I'll be honest. I stand by it and I still think, from what I've seen, as soon as the fans have come back, yes, he wasn't at his best tonight, but he still got a point out of it. His face on Monday night in that interview with Emma on Sky after, after the result, where all the fans were singing his name, that's like that. I've never watched an interview and been so happy watching it. Like you couldn't help but smile. Like the guy loves it, and I just think it's set up for him right now. Like I really do. Like more than I've thought at any point throughout the tournament. Because now everyone's back in. I am all in on it now. Like I'm not even going to try and pretend that I'm being unbiased. Like I'm all in on it right now. Nathan Aspinall has this now. <laughs> well, this will be intriguing because obviously we'll talk about Jose de Sousa against Marco van Gerwen game in just a little bit. Because if Nathan does beat Gando tomorrow night and then Jose beats uh, uh, Michael, them two will face off, and the winner of that will finish top. We'll come on to that a little bit later. I want to talk about Peter Rikers to interview Vandenberg next, though, gentlemen, because this is a huge game because we thought that Peter Wright would be eliminated straight away. It's still mathematically possible. The man is like Lazarus. I think at this moment in time, <laughs> but that's not the best way of putting it, is the fact that Peter Wright is like Lazarus. Um, he, he came from 4-2 behind. He came from 5-3 down and reeled off five straight legs, Luke. It's going to take a massive swing. But the fact that Johnny Clayton plays Dimitri van der Berg and also Peter Wright plays Johnny Clayton, two straight wins. He's still in with a shout. I don't know quite know how, but he's still in with a shout of, winning the, of making the top four. Like, mathematically. Look, I, I, I fully concede that tomorrow it could just be that Clayton wins and that's that. But mathematically, Luke, he's still there. And it was a really good performance tonight. Well, even even if uh, Vandenberg were to beat Clayton, you know the odds of it happening are so slim. But where you know sports not certain, so anything can happen, and anything usually does happen. So who knows? He, he's put himself in a position winning these last two games where he now has a, a small small chance. But it was a good performance tonight. You know we can't knock him. People would have argued in the first few games, especially the first sort of. Uh, to be honest, building into judgment night, he hadn't played well enough to be anywhere near the playoffs. But since then, he seems to have turned the style on a little bit. So I was impressed with him tonight. You know, the form he rallied with was really good. Again, double doubling success was brilliant. He played well all match. I was quite happy with him. Glad there wasn't too much. You know, sometimes I, I feel like he's a bit indecisive. But tonight, he looked clean. He looked sharp. He looked clinical. So, yeah, he did play well tonight. I do think he's, he's given himself the, the smallest chance. But who knows? Again, he's sort of here on a freebie for the next two nights and he could be a bit of a spoiler because he has Johnny Clayton's Premier League and I can't remember who you said he played on. Mike Mike uh, Van Gerwen, MVG. Mike Van So, so, you know, there's two big games that he could potentially decide who wins the Premier League 
and who qualifies for the top four still. He's got a little bit, little, little bit of play there, but yeah, he's played well tonight and, and he's set himself up just to have a bit, bit of a go at it. Look, I want to touch on, actually, I'll tell you what, actually, Cameron, if you give your thoughts on Peter Wright first and then we'll discuss as a group about Dimitri van der Berg because I have serious concerns, but your thoughts, first of all, Cameron, on, on Snake's performance tonight. You know what my favourite thing was tonight about watching Snakey? I'm sure there's many. He threw the same darts again. <laughs> he did. He Two played nights the in a row yeah. with those darts with the thin points that he played well with last night. Were he played? He won really... a bloody world championship with for Christ's well, sake. That as well. But like last night, he played really, really well mm. to beat James Wade eight four, and then. He's turned up tonight and he's thrown the same darts again. And he didn't start so well. He didn't throw them very well in the first three, four legs. But he didn't switch them mid-match. He stuck with them and he reeled off five legs at the end. And they are the, the best darts that he throws. There's those and the other set, the other World Championship ones, the... I'm not as technical as Gob. I don't have exactly yeah. what, what darts they are, but there's two sets. The, the mm. ones he threw the last two nights and the greyish ones that look a bit like MVGs but aren't, but a bit different. Yeah. Those are the two darts that are the ones that he plays the best with every single time he throws them. And it was so good to see him throw the same ones again for a second night in a row and go and get what a result because Dimmy played bloody well tonight. Like, the average 100 and Eight or something with eight one eight. Yeah, hundred. Uh, I, I was just going to go through the stats here about yeah. Dimmy because so hundred. Yeah, hundred and six point nine and yeah. eight one eighties and sixty two percent on his doubles and got the eight five. Like how? How does that even happen? Like it's laughable, especially Darts when he was what was he? Was he three one up and four two? Five up? three up. He was five, five three, three up, up as well. Yeah, yeah. How do you lose that game? Because he didn't drop his standard. Like, he didn't fall off. He wasn't averaging 120 and drop off. Like, mm. he maintained that same thing throughout the game. He didn't get it. After the, after the shot at, at Bull that he had for five or for a 6 4 lead, he didn't yeah. get another shot at a double. No, no. It's madness. Absolutely. Like, and however, that shows you how good Peter Wright is, especially now his shoulder seems he's had a bit of rest. It seems to be back to brand new. And however, he's still with the same darts. Go on. Yeah, I apologise. I have to interrupt because I need to have put a however in here. And this is a group discussion. Luke, we'll, we'll come to you first on this. I am seriously concerned. I remember sitting here on night nine saying, Dimitri van der Berg is a Premier League champion in waiting. You may have to wait till next year and hope that he qualifies in order to do it because I the, the, the drop-off I've seen, particularly on, on not necessarily tonight, because tonight you played very, very well. In sport, things like that happen. But three straight defeats, one win in six, it is a massive, massive turning point. He hasn't, I don't, like, he, from, from, he was certain. We said two wins would get him in the top four, and to be fair, it still will. Because obviously, if he beats Clayton, and, and like, as long as he, he stays within Clayton, it's destiny's in his own hands still. Two wins and he's there. But there's just something not right about Dimitri Vandenberg since the return of fans, Luke, which is weird because he already plays so well in front of them. 
yeah, I, I'm as lost for words as you are because I remember the conversation that we had and I completely agreed with you that I think he will win big tournaments and I think he could win the Premier League uh, this year. You know, he's, he's come on leaps and bounds since his match player win and I think he looks like a complete player now. But just alluded to the losses, I'm just looking through the stats now and in his last four losses in his Premier League, he's averaged 106, 104, 95 and 106. So it does just show you the rising standard that we're getting in this Premier League. That is absolutely ridiculous to come up with four uh, four losses in five games, and you're averaging pretty much well. It's over a hundred averaged across the four games. It's stupid the standard, but yeah, the clinical edge he used to have in the first half of the Premier League seems to have gone, and he's just not been able to get over the line. I mean, he could have really done with at least a point tonight against Peter Wright. As mm. it is, he, he's left himself with some work to do because you know it was all said and done. I would have happily wrote him in as being one of the four playoff participants back in uh, back on night nine. But now, obviously, it's looking it's looking pretty grim for him. If he can't turn it around and get he needs a win. He has to get a win. He can't afford draws anymore. He's got to get a win, but he's just left himself so much to do in just two games. The biggest problem is, though, Cam, is that if he does lose tomorrow night and Clayton does beat Peter Wright, that's it. He's gone. Top four is all, yeah, but he's, he's all over by the shouting. Yeah, the last night is going to be judgment night all over again where it literally means nothing. Because everyone will be in, but he still has a chance. Because do any of us really fancy James Wade when he has nothing to play for? Nothing to play for James Wade is a very dangerous animal. A, no, a I'm person not sure. who can I'm go not sure out because and... a player that like James Wade who he finds. It sometimes, even when you go back to the World Championships against Stephen Bunting, where that's a huge thing to play for, and he couldn't get himself up for it. Can he get himself up for something where it makes no odds to him whatsoever whether he wins or not? Well, I mean, it's an extra five grand if he can gain some positions, so there's a little bit of money on the line. Yeah, but, but, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, but what, was up, what was on the line in the World Championships? Everyone fancied that he... Wayne Marshall said he was going to win it. Like... And he couldn't even turn up for a world championship last 16 or quarter final. What was it? Harsh. I mean, look, he was no, too, I'm sorry. No, he, he didn't was too care. up he, and hit a nine darts. Yeah, and what how did he react? He didn't care. He was yeah, not because you're in front, it you whatsoever. don't have fans there. There's no point going mental about it. Yeah, great. You hit a and nine. How did, he, how did he deal with fans last night? He didn't oh, like he got it. on his back a little bit and he didn't like it. Like, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I'm not having it. James Wade with nothing to play for with fans that don't particularly like him and not going to get behind him, he's not beating Dimitri van der Berg tomorrow. I know I'm preempting the yes. the score predictions, but no, I don't think Dimitri's in any trouble with that. I think he's still in trouble of qualifying because Johnny Clayton could well completely block him out of that. But well, so, well, I'm not worried about tomorrow night on... whatsoever. Well, that game, obviously, last game on, the last game of the Premier League is Johnny Clayton versus Dimitri Vandenberg and could be a straight shootout for that fourth place. But I'm still, wonderful. I'm still very concerned about Dimi. The fact that he's playing that well and losing is a little yeah, bit worrying. I get that. I get that. And I know where you're coming from, but it doesn't worry me him playing James Wade at all whatsoever. But yeah, I, I get what you mean. Like, he's, what's he had now? The last. He's he's got, three, what, two he's, points from the last 10? Six games, yeah. For, no, yeah. last six. Yeah, he's, he's got three points from his last 11 games. Yeah, so two points. Sorry, from sorry he's three points. Ten. Sorry, excuse me. Three points from a possible 12, excuse me. Three points from a possible 12. 
Yeah. So yeah, two two from the last ten, three from twelve. Yeah. It's it is a worry. And especially with the crowd, because again, he's another one. They got on his back a little bit when he takes his time. And he's another one that it is a bit of a problem for. But he played very, very, very well tonight. And I don't think he really did anything wrong. That is uh, that's the long and short of it. Well, a man who definitely has not put a foot wrong, Cam, and we will stay with you, is a man called Jose de Sousa. And I will be happily honest at this point. I thought that him having to play three of the of the top four going into the final block would see him a little bit I'd be a bit worried, but actually, he's got the man with the least, with the most unbeaten streak, the longest unbeaten streak right now in the Premier League. It's now six games unbeaten for the Portuguese man who scores as he beat Johnny Clayton eight five. It's three straight wins. It's four wins in his last five that has taken him into the position where, if he draws tomorrow, he will qualify for the Premier League playoffs on his debut. And that would be a remarkable achievement. And, but again, this game between D'Souza and Clayton, I thought Cam was tense. It was tight. It was, you know, there's only three maximums between the two of the biggest 180 hitters in the game. It just, for once, it, well, it looked like for once that Jose was doing well on the doubling. There were some aspects of it where he didn't go for the bull on the 84, but whether he, he laid up by choice or whether he miscounted, I don't know. Uh, but there was a couple, you know, the 110 checkout. Uh, sorry, the 106 was lovely. Uh, the, uh, the the 90 checkout where he went uh, was it was it 90 that he hit? Yeah, it was. Where he went 18 and then two double 18s. Yep. The, the man's the man's an enigma. We know this, but there wasn't anything special about it. Again, sums up the night really. It wasn't anything special, but they did it really good enough to win. And that is, as I say, his sixth game now unbeaten and his third straight win. Yeah, and. We know my opinion on Jose at times, and I've been a little yes. bit, um, I wouldn't say harsh, because I don't think it is harsh, but sometimes it's been deserved. But tonight, I was very, very impressed by the man. He kept Johnny Clayton at arm's length, and Johnny didn't play his best, and neither did Jose. Neither of them did. But at every point, he looked like he just had him where he needed him and he kept him at arm's length and he looked comfortable. And that 90, I'm going to give him a little bit of credit on that, where um, most people would go 20-20 bullseye because it gives you a dart of the bullseye. But I actually think, to be fair, the 18, two double 18s route is the right way to go. Because you throw at one target and you stay in the same area of the board and throw at it twice again. I actually don't think there's anything wrong with that way of going. Um, I I, I I still maintain that that sort of stuff is exhibition stuff. It is a little bit. It is a little bit. But if you're throwing at one target and you stay in the same area of the board and throw at them again and again, I don't mind that. It's not like the when he tries to do three tops or whatever on Shanghai. He tried that again tonight. You tried that again tonight. (laughs) Yes, but I know. Like, I know that, but I think that shot on the 90 was fine. Like, I don't disagree with that. And I think he just did enough to just keep Johnny at arm's length. And Johnny wasn't anywhere near his bit. Like, if Johnny had played like he played last night, he probably got beat about seven, uh, about eight, two, eight, three, if Johnny had played like he did in Scandal. But he did what he had to do. And for once, 
I'm going to say fair play to Jose and I'm going to back him up and say it was it was it was pretty good for him tonight and I'm not going to not going to stick the knife in tonight. I should stress, ladies and gentlemen, we are recording this at an extremely late hour. So uh, I think that must be why it is the camera need to killed over with tired tiredness for not criticising Jose de Sousa. This is a red letter day, everybody. Um, Luke, your thoughts on this game tonight and, and obviously on, on the thoughts on Johnny Clayton because that is a big setback now. He's vulnerable to attack from both angles. And of course, as you t- touched on already, Clayton versus Van der Berg on the final night if the if it's a one point deficit, it could be very interesting. Yeah, I mean, you've alluded to Dimitri Van der Berg and the problems he's having, but to be honest, I, I really backed Johnny Clayton coming into the Premier League, and for me, he was the favourite uh, up until about night five, and I'm slowly starting to see a bit of a uh, bit of a decline in Johnny Clayton's form. The form's not where it was at the start of the year. He again is another one that's, that's not winning games that he potentially should be, or at least picking up points. And tonight, uh, as Cam said. D'Souza had him at arm's length the whole game. He couldn't get into it. And, and I've seen that a little bit more often in, in Clayton's games, especially in the last couple of weeks. You know, he, he was right up there in the top two at one point this year, but it, it, it's fallen away. And, and he's, he's going to be in a little bit of a battle. He, he could get drawn into a battle with, with Nathan Aspinall. But D'Souza now, we've said already about how Wright could have some influence on, on this Premier League and, and who wins the league phase. But D'Souza's got FVG and Aspinall. So he's got the best two tests left before going into the finals night. So really, he sets himself perfectly. He's going to play them both. He'll probably play one of them if he does finish third uh, in the playoffs. So it just gives him that little bit of a little bit of a run in, a little bit of a practice run before he gets to the uh, to the playoffs. But he's left himself in quite a good position. And to be honest, the game wasn't littered with quality, but it, it was one that you were willing to watch. And I, I still can't believe that he's only basically been a, a top professional pro for about a year and a half, two years. So he yeah. keeps keeps on impressing me and yeah, the ex- exhibitions are a little bit laughable, but the talent the man's got is just ridiculous, and, it, and we've unearthed something special. So I really hope this is a this is a bit of a calling to the PDC uh, to to go and expand throughout Europe because there must be so many darts players like the Souza we just haven't found yet that that can produce this sort of quality. Euro Tour in the Algarve, yes, please. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's talk about them in this Premier League table, and this is how it looks. Michael Van Gerwen is top on 19 points with a plus 20 leg difference. He is through because Johnny Clayton and Dimitri Van den Berg have both got to play each other still to, uh, on uh, night 16, and both of them cannot make at 19 points. So that is it. Uh, Michael Van Gerwen is safe. Nathan Aspinall is also on 18 points with a plus 20 leg difference. He's there or thereabouts. A point will pretty much do it well pretty point will do it for him there's no doubt about that he will move on to 19 and he will qualify the big question is whether he will lose if he does lose uh, what happens with the leg difference potentially we will come on to that a little bit later i think i think if he loses it's very very tight but he's almost i think he's got to win about i think he's got to win four legs if memory says me correct, I think he's going to win either five or six, about four or five legs. We will do a permutations article for you on the website, onlinedarts.com for you, uh, and that will be available for you in the morning. Jose de Sousa is on 18 points forward with a plus 17 leg difference. Again, a point will secure his spot in the Premier League uh, top four. So there is that. So Nathan Aspinall and Jose de Sousa. De Sousa plays Marco van Gerwen tomorrow night. Nathan Aspinall has got Gary Anderson. You just have a funny feeling. Uh, that uh, that might happen, but we shall see uh, when uh, uh, the uh, when the as the what's the word looking for as as the dust settles, uh, we will see. 
uh, what goes on. Then we come to this fourth spot. Johnny Clayton's on 16 points for the plus eight leg difference. Uh, Demi Vandenberg is outside the top four, right, a point behind Johnny Clayton on 15 points uh, with a plus two leg difference. Remember, those two have got to play each other on night 16. So if it is a one-point game or a one-point deficit or something like that tomorrow night, it will be a straight shootout for that final spot, which will be very, very interesting. Peter Wright is still in the race for the top four. However, he must beat Johnny Clayton and pretty much must beat him well if he is going to stay in the race for the top four. Then we have the eliminated players, James Wade on 12 points with a minus five leg difference and Gary Anderson with a minus 11 leg difference and 12 points. That is that. Uh, because obviously John Clayton and Dimitri Vandenberg play each other, uh, one of them will end up at least on 17 points. So James Wade and Gary Anderson cannot get there. And of course, James Wade and Gary Anderson also play each other as well. So one of them will be out of the Premier League running regardless. So there we are. Night 15 then. Penultimate night of action on Wednesday night. Cam will be in the venue. We will talk to him about that in a moment. Johnny Clayton against Peter Wright starts us off. James Boyd against Dimitri Vandenberg is next. Then Gary Anderson against Nathan Aspinall. And we end with the matchup between third against first. Joe Zedis against Michael Van Gerwen. Uh, there are There is a scenario where MBG could uh, secure the league leader's bonus. Obviously, if he beats Jose, then obviously Jose can't get to it. But Nathan Aspinall, if he drops points, potentially, if he drop, if he does lose uh, tomorrow night and MBG wins, that will be that. That will be uh, the top of uh, the Premier League sorted. Uh, so, Cam, we'll start with you on the predictions in a moment. But first of all, mate, how excited are you to get back to the darts more than anything else? That uh, You're going to be part of that crowd on Wednesday night. Oh, mate, I don't, I don't have words right now. <laughs> like, I've watched the last two nights in the apartment with fans back there, and I was excited anyway. Like, you know how excited I was to get back in the venue, be back in there, and just see fans there again anyway. But the last two nights, seeing it in the background, hearing the noise, actual genuine crowd noise, not the fake crowd noise that they play in on the background in Sky where the man's pressing the button. Like, to see actual crowd noise and excitement, I couldn't be any more excited like that right now. Like, I don't want to go to bed, <laughs> even though it's ridiculous o'clock in the morning. I just want to... I I'll give you a little secret now, listener. We are It is four minutes past midnight when we're recording this now, so technically it is the morning now. Yeah, I don't want to go to bed. I want to drive to Milton Keynes now and I want to be in that venue already. Like, that's how excited <laughs> I am right now. Like, it's... It's everything that I've been waiting for for the last 15, 16 months, whatever it's been of COVID now. Like, this is where I want to be back to. And when Nathan Aspinall walks to the the (laughs) stage tomorrow night, you are going to hear some noise from the back of the arena, wherever I am in the arena. You're right at the front, mate. I've got your tickets right at the front, Pat. Don't you worry about that. You're going to see Cam McFarlane, Potentially dressed as Where's Wally. Oh, whether, very good. But we might still be waiting. Like the the shirts have not arrived. So kind of let us down. I have the Where's Wally hat. I have the <laughs> inflatable walking stick, but the shirts have not arrived. So I may not be dressed as Where's Wally. So there's a slight issue with that. But mm. either way, you're gonna see me at the front and I've got the most conflicted game I could possibly have because 
we at online darts, we love Gary Anderson. We love that he just wants to play darts. He's playing my boy tomorrow, though. He's playing my boy, Nathan Aspinall, tomorrow. So I I can't, I just, I'm going to have to still support Nathan Aspinall, but. Well, I'll tell you what, as your first, uh, as you are first, Cam, on the, uh, on the, uh, fucking hell, can't, I can't, (laughs) sorry, I'll, I'll start that again. Well, I'll tell you what, mate. As you are coming down to the venue, you can have first dibs on the first game. Johnny Clayton against Peter Wright. Will Peter Wright's dream finally come to an end tomorrow night? That's, that's a tough one. Um, he has to win. And pretty I'm much probably say, has right, to win um, big. I'm going to say, yes, it will. But not because he loses. You on think... the splint? You get the splinters? No, no, no. I think he wins, but with his leg difference and my next prediction, mm. it will come to an end, regardless of the fact he wins. But yeah, I think he beats Johnny Clayton in a tight match and beats him eight six. Luke Pickering. I concur. I, I also think his dream will come to an end as much as the fairy tale has been brilliant. And I also think he'll win. But I think it's going to be 8-5. But the, the leg difference, he can't overturn that unless he wins like 8-3 or 8-2. He needs an absolute huge win. And I just don't see Clayton rolling over like that. You know, the man's got pedigree. So I think I think Wright's got, got the potential to win that tomorrow. But I think, I think 8-5 is what I'm going to go for. I think Peter Wright has been... I mean, we all talked about the people that needed the fans to come back and we talked about Nathan Aspinall we talked about Michael Van Gogh and like he's looked fantastic the last two nights he's loved the fans being there but he's just left himself too much to do so I don't agree with you I think Clayton oh. wins this game I think Clayton, Johnny Clayton will come back fight back and will win this game. I think he wins it, if you want me to be honest. I think he wins it comfortably. I think it will be an 8-4. So that'll put him on to 18 points. Great. That'll put him on to 18 points. And that will mean Dimitri Vandenberg will have to win if there is to be any sort of drama on the final evening against James Wade. Yep. Luke Pickering, who are you? Are you picking Dimmy to win this game? I am... Um... Going to be getting splinters because I have gone with a with a seven all oh. draw. I just can't oh. see either player getting over the line. I think it's going to be tight. <laughs> and Wade is the master of picking up a point where he doesn't potentially deserve one. I think Dimitri's just not going to do enough once again. I think it'll be seven all. But that there would mean that Johnny Clayton, depending on results elsewhere. Uh, look, it'd be difficult for him to overturn it because obviously Johnny and DB plays. It's got to be a 16-leg swing in order for that to happen. Uh, but I don't think they can do it. So I don't think if it was to be a draw, but then you're saying, of course, Peter Wright wins. So it would be on both on 16 points for you. And then it's literally a straight shootout. <laughs> um, really, whoever wins that game <laughs> will we'll basically go and win the prep. Uh, well, not we'll win the fourth place spot. Maybe win the prep. Maybe win the prep. Maybe win the prep. Because yeah. get, sneaking in on that last night, yeah. Could be a huge difference with the fans in there. Um, no, but yeah, um, 
Yes, your pick, by the way. I know, I know. No, I don't see it. I can't. I'm sorry, I just can't see it. I do not see a James Wade who has nothing to play for when we know how he struggles to motivate himself in times. I don't see how he beats a player that needs the result when he it it means nothing whatsoever to him. Like I just don't see it. I don't see him being interested. Don't see him being arsed. I don't see when the fans have got on his back a little bit that he's like I know the fans got on Dimmy's back a little bit, but they they prefer Dimmy to James Wade and that is just a fact of the fans at the Premier League. Like and I don't see that James Wade reacting very well to that and getting something he needs out of it. I think Dimmy wins, and I think he wins 8-4. I am going to go... Do you know what? I, I don't know why, but do you know something? I was thinking about Wadey being a spoiler, but I just, I just think the car might be running. I really do. Uh, I think Dimmy wins this game, and we do have some sort of drama going into the final night of the Premier League, and I think he wins this eight three. Uh, that is good. Three, what, yep. That's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go down the, that road. Uh, Nathan Aspinall against Gary Anderson. Remember, Nathan Aspinall will need just a point to qualify for the top four. Gary Anderson has the role of spoiler potentially to play Cam McFarlane. Is your boy going to join Michael Van Gerwen in the top four and be in the playoff for the second straight year? Yes. Yes, he is. <laughs> I want a surprise, everybody. Was that definitive <laughs> enough? Was that yes. was that enough of a shock? Was that what you wanted from me? No, it wasn't. But it is what I believe. And I think Nathan Aspinall does exactly what he needs tomorrow night. And I'm not going to take credit for it, but I will be cheering him on from every bone in my body. And I think he gets over the line. He won't demolish Ando. I mean, other than Johnny Clayton the other night, which Ando did nothing wrong. I don't think anyone really is going to demolish Gary Anderson, but 8-5, I think. I think it will be relatively comfortable and he gets himself that place in finals night and who wants to play Nathan Aspinall when the fans are behind him? Luke, do we agree? Do we think he will make... The top four. I'm finding a hard case that Gary Anderson wins this match, so I'm going to agree with Cam. I think I think Nathan will, will get over the line. I think it's going to be eight six. I think it will be close, but I don't know. I just see it being a repeat of the fixture that happened earlier. Well, earlier on in the Premier League when, when Aspinall did beat Anderson, so I, I can't see anywhere Anderson gets himself over the line here. The form's a bit hit and miss, but Nathan's got everything to play for. Gary's not playing for anything. It, it makes sense that Aspinall can get the result here. So I'm going to go 8-6. Eight, 8-2. Six. Eight, Aspinall wins very, very comfortably. Oof. Much oh. like the... Uh, much like it. Gary's... Look, the car's running. Yeah. Me, the car's me running. Me, me and you, Charlie. If we're going to be very good friends if you keep predicting things like that. <laughs> God, the car's running for Gary. There's, there's, there's no doubt about that. And like... He just wants to get out there. I tell you what. The best thing is that he's playing first on the final night, right? I, I bet he'll be thinking, I can get home before the final game finishes. Back yep. to Burnham on suit. Uh, so, uh, can yeah. we take a flight into the arena or not? Is that allowed? Is that not allowed? I don't, I, I, what, a flight? 
a flag, a big flag with like no. uh, a yeah, big flag actually. with the yeah, word Stockport across the middle of it. No, <laughs> I've seen Wales flags being flown, so I imagine you could probably take England flags for those. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that might be there. Right, though, the big game, third against first, though, Luke. Jose de Sousa against Michael Van Gerwen. Van Gerwen will be looking to finish top. He can potentially do that if Aspinall does slip up. I don't think he will. Um, but uh, against uh, against Anderson, does Jose de Sousa unbeaten in six, if he wins against Michael Van Gerwen, it will be Jose de Sousa against Nathan Aspinall on Thursday night for the league leaders bonus. So what do we think is going to happen here, Luke? Do we think that the unbeaten streak is going to go on for the Portuguese man of scores? Or will Van Gerwen get a win? Oh, my head's telling me Van Gerwen. My heart's telling me de Sousa. I'm going to go with de Sousa. I do think it'll be close again. I'm going to oh. go with it five. But I just don't. I just think that the man who scores keeps this streak going. I I do rate Van Gerwen very highly, but I still don't think he's anywhere near where he was back when I really started watching darts when he was his natural flow and self in sort of 2014, 15. But back back when he was at his pomp, I don't think he's there. I don't think he's in, as imperious as he was. And I think D'Souza can turn him over. So yeah, Van Gerwen won the first victory between these two, but I see him get a lot of the revenge. Uh, well, we were all a little bit shocked earlier at the credit they gave to Jose. And I stuck by what he did. But he loses. <laughs> and he loses because he does to Jose. And Michael Van Gogh is not a man that you can make mistakes against. You can play your best and lose against him sometimes. You can play pretty well and sometimes get a result against him. But if you play pretty well, well, you might get a result against him. And you make silly mistakes, he'll punish you. And I genuinely think that's what happens tomorrow. And I think Van Gerwen only just, but gets over the line 8-6 against Jose. And there is a, a monumental error in one leg by Jose that changes the game. <sighs> do I, do I, do I dare suggest that the Portuguese man of scores is going to defeat the Green Machine? Sod it. Yeah, I do. He wins 8-4. 8-4. 8-4. Because I think... Are you okay, mate? It's been a long day. I am very, very tired. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. But sod it. I'm going to go 8-4 because... Do you remember that? I think it was a Euro Tour final uh, towards September, October time of last year when he just absolutely ran away with it and I think that couldn't happen with Jose at the moment he had his bad game tonight and if he has a bad game tonight he normally comes back with a decent performance and but I'm so really green machine but he averaged 98 tonight the, yeah, the green machine it's not, not like a... the green machine's good game though is it like anything yeah, but... in the 90s is not him playing well I think I, 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 I I'm, I'm sticking by it I'm sticking by it sorry fair play fair play so there we go. So Jose to Sousa against Nathan Aspinall then for me tomorrow. Uh, I actually think I actually think Jose averages 102 tomorrow and gets beat. Like I, think, I don't I, think I, he I plays think, badly. I think no. he plays really well and gets beat, but he'll make one one mistake and that will cost him. Well, we shall see what goes on. Cam McFarlane, 
Luke Pickering, thank you very much indeed for joining us here on the night where Michael Van Gogh qualifies for the Premier League finals night for the eighth time in nine years. Can he finish top again like he normally does when he qualifies? Every time he's qualified for the finals night, he's finished top of the league. So can he do so again? We will find out. I'm sure we'll get close to finding out tomorrow. It could be all sealed by then. Uh, eliminated, though, is Gary Anderson with that loss to Michael Van Gerwen. James Wade draws against Nathan Aspinall. Play spoiler, but he still will be eliminated as well. He's also out. Peter Wright beats Dimitri Vandenberg to stay alive. He's very much like Lazarus at this moment in time uh, in terms of the comeback. Uh, Dimitri Vandenberg, though, once again, cannot take advantage of a slip from Johnny Clayton. Clayton loses to Jose de Sousa, who needs just one point himself to qualify for the top four. He's unbeaten in six. Clayton, though, stays in that top four after Dimitri Vandenberg blows a 5-3 lead, losing 8-5 to Peter Snake Bites Wright. Tomorrow, we have all the action for you covered. Seven o'clock in the evening at British Standard Time. You can follow it onlinedarts.com with a live blog. I'll be there on that. Don't forget as well that we have interviews uh, from the rest of the evening on our YouTube channel right now, onlinedarts.com. Uh, you can also look at it for the uh, report. Uh, Peter Wright, Jose de Sousa and Nathan Aspinall uh, all talk to us. And you can watch that uh, and watch those interviews right now on the YouTube channel. Or you can also subscribe and find the Online Darts Live League as well. Paul Nicholson talking you through all the action tomorrow, 9.30 in the morning, uh, British Standard Time, if you want to have a look at some live darts while you're working, potentially from home, or if you just want to follow it along if you're down here in MK. Uh, that is it from all of us here on the Online Darts uh, Premier League Daily. Thanks again for listening. It's been a long day. I'm very much ready for bed. Uh, we will see you tomorrow on the day where the top four could be decided and well, and more aside that as well, the league leaders bonus could be decided. Will we have a night 16 where nothing is to play for? Stick around and find out tomorrow with us. Until then, take care. Have a great day. See you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.